0: Hello, beautiful. Welcome back to the self-care keto podcast. I am your self-care keto coach, Jess, bringing you a magical experience to help you release the weight from your body and from your soul. And today I want to talk to you about how to discover your spiritual gifts. Now, maybe you're new to the podcast, maybe you're not, but you might be thinking, I'm listening to a keto podcast. Why are we talking about spiritual gifts? Well, I have been a self-care keto coach since 2017, and when I dreamed up the coaching program that I wanted to create for women, I envisioned so much more than just being a person who gives you a diet plan and holds you accountable, because really that's not the main issue, is it, right? Like, Of course, some of us need like actual answers, and I love being someone who can help you Figure out concrete strategy shifts, tweaks that you can make, information that nobody has ever taught to you that can save you months, years of time through trial and error just by getting the right piece of information or or the, the strategy that you haven't tried yet that will actually work for you. I love providing information to people, right? But to me, that's not what a coach does. That's what a consultant does. And a consultant is a subject matter expert who can give you really, really crucial information, wisdom from their experience or from their area of study that is going to save you so much time. A doctor is a consultant. A nutritionist is a consultant. A personal trainer is a consultant. And at times I am definitely a consultant. You know, I've got so many episodes on here about strategy and I definitely help my clients with that for sure. But I wanted to be not just a consultant, but a coach and to me, a coach is someone who helps you, they're a mirror for you, to reflect on your own inner wisdom, your own intuition, gets you back in touch with your true nature, helps you strip away the conditioning, the lies these mental obstacles that are getting in the way because it's not usually that we don't know what to do. It's not that we lack the information. It's that we lack the transformation. It's not that we don't know what to do. It's that we don't know why we aren't doing the thing that we know we want to do. We, we usually know the right next step. It's, it's the voice of our wisdom inside of us, right? Or of course there's Google, right? So it's not like it's a lack of information that is getting in our way. It's usually our mindset, uh, our stored beliefs, and our stored familiar patterns, uh, the voices of our caregivers that have just contributed to this negative inner voice that is our own worst enemy. We are our own biggest obstacle, and that's the real thing that is standing in our way. And so what I love to do as a coach is to help you get back in touch with your own intuition. Not to be some expert external authority saying, do what I say and you'll succeed. Oh my God, that makes me want to puke, right? I never, ever wanted to be that and I never have been and I never will be. I'm the one who wants to help you get in touch with your own inner authority And make that the central piece. Make that your North Star, the thing that you follow. And sure, yes, we'll always be a perpetual learner and we will listen to these you know, external authorities who have degrees and have spent years studying things and and all of that. But always to take that in and align it back with your own inner wisdom, always prioritizing your own intuition because no expert knows what's best for you. You are the expert on you. You know what's best for you. And so that's what I do as a coach is help you get back in touch with that inner wisdom, your inner knowing, the guide inside (laughs) is a little saying that I love, right? And so that's why we're talking about spiritual gifts today, because your spiritual gifts are your inner resources. It is your inner wisdom. It is your true nature, your inherent gifts and abilities that I believe that you were created with. And these are the things that are going to help you in any wellness goal that you have, in any goal for healing that you have, in any goal for personal expansion that you have, whatever it is. It could be work related, relationship related, you know, anything, anything that you want in your life. If you can understand and tap into your spiritual gifts, that's what you need. That's what you need in order to be successful, not some outside expert telling you what to do. And so we're going to move forward today with this concept of how to discover your spiritual gifts. I love to help women heal their relationship with food and weight and body image, but I also coach so much more expansively beyond that. I'm a holistic wellness coach and a certified life coach. And I always believed that I needed more training (laughs) in life coaching than I did in actual nutrition. I have both, but I've always prioritized Helping people know how to actually change their thoughts, change their beliefs, because this is truly where transformation flows out of effortlessly with ease, right? It doesn't feel like willpowering to uh, submitting yourself to some, you know, external plan feels like willpowering your way through it. And it's really hard and it's not enjoyable, right? But if it actually comes from intrinsic motivation, right? Our own inner motivation and whatever strategy that we happen to be following aligns perfectly with that inner wisdom, we know this, this is right for me. This has worked for me in the past. This feels good to my body, right? Then it's going to be enjoyable and filled with ease and it's going to feel like self-care not like forcing yourself, punishing yourself, restricting yourself, contorting yourself, conforming to some thing that feels like a prison, right? And it can be this way. It can feel like self-care. It can feel like love to yourself and joy and expansion and fun to pursue a wellness goal that you have for yourself. And so that's, that's my mission, right? So we're going to talk today about discovering your spiritual gifts And to start off, I want to give you five reasons to discover your spiritual gifts. You might be like, "Mm, I don't know, Jess, this is kind of weird, you know, weird topic. I'm not really used to this. That's okay. Welcome. Right. And I'm so glad that you're listening. I'm so glad that you are curious. Right. So five reasons to discover your spiritual gifts. The first one is this, because our whole lives, we are taught to focus on our weaknesses, our deficits, and whatever we don't like about ourselves. And to try to compensate for or improve those areas. And this is such a miserable way to live because what you focus on expands, right? And I have talked about this so many times before about this concept of having an approach goal instead of an avoid goal right? But most of the time we set goals, we set avoid goals. Like I'm not going to eat carbs anymore, right? (laughs) Instead of I'm going to fill my plate with protein and fruits and vegetables, right? That would be an example of approach. So you're turning it more into what am I moving towards instead of what am I moving away from? Because our minds don't really focus on the no or the not, right? If If I say, don't think about a pink elephant, what are you doing? You're thinking about the pink elephant because your brain doesn't focus on the don't, it just focuses on the pink element, right? So to give yourself an approach goal, what are you moving towards? And what whatever you place your um, focus on will expand. So focus on what it is that you do want instead of what it is that you don't want. And you're going to go so much further. Same is true of this whole concept of thinking about our weaknesses versus thinking about our strengths. I don't know about you. I grew up in <laughs> um, a very conservative fundamental evangelical church and sin was just a constant topic, right? And so, you know, maybe some of us to some extent, if you live in the States or, you know, in Europe or whatever, like the, you've, chances are you've got some type of Judeo-Christian, you know, conditioning. Um, and, chances are you've been receiving some form of this. Even if you never went to church growing up, like it has affected even just like our school system, literally everything, right? Sports, all of it. And so we have traditionally been raised to focus on our weaknesses, our deficits, um, what we don't like about ourselves. And like the, the goal is improve on your weaknesses, strengthen your weaknesses, instead of actually figuring out, well, what am I naturally good at? What are actually my strengths? Like, because you do have them, right? You have so many amazing, powerful, beautiful, incredible qualities about you. But instead, what you've probably been taught to focus on most is your weaknesses. This happens in school, like, oh, straight A's except for you got one C. And so your focus is focus on the C, you know, whatever that class is, science class, you got a C in science, you got a C in math. You need to improve that C and bring it up to an A instead of like, oh my gosh, you are so naturally great at languages and reading, like spend more time improving those, like even lean into that even more, celebrate that, go even further with that and we really should do that because chances are if you struggle with math or if you struggle with science no matter how much you focus on improving that right like you're not you're never going to naturally be the star in that area you're already naturally a star in this other area chances are you're going to choose some type of thing in your life to to pursue as a career or a hobby or whatever that you are naturally good at because we love to do the things that we're naturally good at and somehow we've been sold the lie that the best way to spend our time is to focus on our weaknesses and our deficits and what we don't like about ourselves. Same thing with the beauty industry, the weight loss industry, all of these things. And of course, there's so much money to be made (laughs) um, by large corporations when we are focusing on what we don't like about ourselves, because here you go, here's a solution to the thing that you don't like about yourself and just give me this money and I'll solve your problems, right? Like, and so much of that is even icky in the coaching industry, isn't it? And so, but I don't want to go with that paradigm, because number one, it doesn't work. And number two, you feel like shit, right? And so what if instead of doing that, we actually discover where we are naturally a shining star and celebrate that and lean into that, right? So that's number one, because our whole lives, we're taught to focus on our weaknesses, our deficits, and what we don't like about ourselves and to compensate for or improve those areas. And this is such a miserable way to live. Number two, Because life is so much easier and more enjoyable when you stop trying to change your nature to fit your environment, and instead you change your environment to fit your nature. And I've talked about this on the past in the podcast as well, um, under like motivation magic or understanding... Kind of your natural motivational type with uh, the four tendencies with Gretchen Rubin. This is a fantastic resource that you can just Google that quiz for free and understand how you're naturally wired. And a lot of times we are naturally wired to respond more to extrinsic motivation, to external accountability, external expectations. And with Gretchen Rubin's quiz on the four tendencies, this type of category of people is called an obliger, right? And the majority of people are wired this way. Over 60% of the population is an obliger. And there are other people who are motivated in different ways. And, you know, I'm actually one of them. You might be one of them. Go take the quiz. It's it's so fun to take. Let me know what you get. Um, But if you are an obliger, man, most of my clients are, right? And it would make sense that most people who respond really well to external expectations, Uh, uh, extrinsic accountability would seek out some type of a coach or a group to participate in, right? And here's the thing though, so many of my clients who are an obliger, they carry so much shame about this, right? If you are naturally wired to show up more for your goal when someone else knows about your goal and cares about your goal, that is a strength, That is a resource. That is something that you can use to your advantage. Simply use it as a strength. Simply understand it about yourself, celebrate it about yourself, and then design your environment, design your life so that you have that, so that you have other people who know about your goal and care about your goal, and that's what's going to help you succeed. But instead, what do we do? We shame ourselves when we say, there's something wrong with me for being this way. Why am I so good at showing up for other people, but I can't show up for myself? And your brain will give you answers to the questions that you ask. If you ask what's wrong with me, your brain's going to give you an answer that fits something along the line of what's wrong with me. Instead, you could say, this is how I'm naturally wired. How can I use this as a strength, as a resource, use this to my advantage to actually accomplish my goals? So it's so much easier to change your environment than it is to actually change your nature. And you don't have to change your nature because there's nothing freaking wrong with you. You're, you're wonderful. You're great. You're perfect. You are made in the image of God. You have a unique, <laughs> beautiful imprint to share with the world. And you are this way on purpose, for a purpose. You don't have to change yourself. You just change your environment. It's so much easier and more enjoyable. And when you understand your nature, this is another word to say, understand your spiritual gifts. That's the first step. Number three, because you want to learn how to love yourself and celebrate yourself, But because of your past conditioning, you feel so limited in thinking of any reasons to. And, you know, when I'm saying some of these things, you might even be thinking like, gosh, I don't even know, like you're saying all these wonderful, beautiful things about me. Like I have all these great qualities, but like, I don't even know what they are. Like I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even name five things that are, that I'm good at or that I like about myself or whatever. And so I'm going to share with you actual resources that are going to be that mirror for you some fun, free resources that are going to tell you exactly what your strengths are, what your spiritual gifts are, so that you can be like, okay, yeah, that's true. I do. That is true. Other people have told me that before. I can see that now, Um, and to actually take that in, receive it, have self awareness, and then turn that into self compassion. Actually, allow yourself to feel compassion and love and appreciation and celebration for yourself. Because you know what? It's just like the first point that we were talked that we talked about. Our whole lives were taught to focus on the opposite. That's what I mean when I say because of your past conditioning, you've literally been taught like, okay, well, you know, don't be, don't be braggadocious. You know, like don't be a snob. Don't get a big head or just whatever. But like, instead we pendulate to the polar opposite of that. And we just like are constantly being criticized and shamed. And we're calling that humility, right? And that's not it. Like self-criticism is not humility, right? I I think there's a beautiful quote. I can't remember who said it. I think it was CS Lewis, but uh, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less, right? So you don't have to think that you are some lowly thing in order to be humble. It's just that, you know, you know how great you are, right? You know the truth about yourself and you're using that to love others around you. That's the goal, right? That you would actually understand your spiritual gifts and use them to contribute and leave a mark of love in the world, right? But you can only love others as much as you love yourself. So that's the first step. So that's number 3 because you want to learn how to love yourself and celebrate yourself, but because of your past conditioning, you feel so limited in thinking of any reasons to. Number 4. Because you feel stuck and your intuition is telling you that the answers are inside of you, but you don't know how to access them. I was talking about this right at the beginning of our episode that it's not usually that you don't know what to do. You you know You usually know, like, okay, I do have this inner voice. I do have this inner wisdom. It's telling me to go do this thing, but here are all the reasons why I can't or shouldn't or it would be selfish to do this, or I might as well not try because I failed so many times in the past, right? Like, and this is not the voice of our intuition. This is the voice of our conditioning. This is the voice of our fear. This is the voice of other voices that you've heard your whole life, and they've been cemented inside of you as your inner voice, right? But whatever it is that you want for yourself, you want that thing because it wants you right? There is a greater force of love that is calling you into the vision that you have for yourself, whether that's uh, a health goal, a wellness goal, a weight loss goal, um, an expansion goal, a healing goal, whatever it is, right. You want it because in your in your imagination, in your intuition in the pregnant possibilities of the future. It's already yours. It is for you. The answers are inside of you, but you don't know how to access them. The way to access them is through understanding your spiritual gifts. And the last point, number five, is because you know that you have a unique purpose and facet of love to share with the world. And you wanna figure out how to move into it and maybe even to receive wealth in reciprocity for what only you can offer. So many of us are just living these, you know, numb, boring lives. I can't remember. I think, it was, I think it was Marianne Williamson that had this quote. And she says, you know, our greatest fear is not actually of our, our darkness, but of our inner light, right? We're not afraid of our weaknesses. We're actually, I, I'm not saying it exactly as she said it, but we're actually afraid of the power that is inside of us because we know it's in there, but it feels scary right? It's easier to stay in this familiar hell than to step into this unfamiliar heaven, right? And that's okay that you feel that way. By the way, we all feel that way. You're not alone, but it is possible to move past that. It's usually just things that are stored in our nervous system, things that have actually happened to us in our lives, right? And or things that have happened to our parents that they're like, be careful, be careful, be careful. (laughs) And so they've they've kind of passed that down to us. And not even just from our parents, but from our ancestors beyond that, like inherited trauma, right? Um, and, And this is a real thing. And it's affecting you, you're carrying it inside of your body, and you're carrying it inside of your nervous system. And it can be unlearned. It can be released. It can be something that even though it sits there, it's not driving the car. You're the one driving the car. It can be in the backseat and you can be like, okay, fear, you know, I hear you. I value what it is (laughs) that you're saying to me. Thank you for keeping me safe. You have kept me safe for so long. And fear is not driving the car anymore. Love is driving the car. And you know that you have this unique purpose and this, you know, you are made in the image of God. You are... A drop of the ocean that's made of the same stuff of the whole ocean, right? And and you want to figure out how to move into the real purpose for your life, not just to live this boring, numbed out life your whole life, live up to other people's expectations and get to your deathbed and be filled with regret. No. To live a life that aligns with what you really know, all that you could be, to, to live into your full potential. And that's a reason to discover your spiritual gifts. So what exactly are spiritual gifts? I would say it depends on who you ask. (laughs) And I mentioned before, I I used to be, you know, a fundamentalist evangelical Christian Uh, back when I was. I would have quoted you chapter and verse of the Bible with a specific but very limited list of spiritual gifts that existed for the purpose of building the church in the book of Romans, right? Some of you might be familiar with that. I still do believe in the essence of that, but just more expansive in terms of what these gifts can be and who they're meant for. I do believe that God, or if you want to use the word source or universe or love, has created us with a unique imprint of love energy, right? Seeing ourselves as made in the image of God or this single drop of the entire ocean made of the same stuff, right? As God. And that our unique energy is meant to be shared with others to bring about more love, more more healing, more abundance more peace and more joy in the world and I believe that your spiritual gifts are essentially anything that you are good at and that makes you feel alive that makes you feel these energies of love healing abundance peace and joy makes you feel these energies too and that you can bring this energy to other people and I really want to qualify that statement anything that you're good at and that makes you feel alive because there really are a lot of things that we're good at that don't make us feel alive right some of us are are very good at things that drain us bore us to tears or even go against our conscience and a concept that i heard about years ago maybe you've heard of it too is this idea of the zone of excellence versus the zone of genius right and so you have both in your life. You have things that you are excellent at, and then you have things that you are a genius at, right? So before I was a full-time coach and an entrepreneur, I was a kick-ass administrator and an accountant, and I was really good at it. I wasn't miserable in my job. I actually loved it. Reconciling my spreadsheets gave me a lot of satisfaction, (laughs) if you know, you know. But where I actually felt most alive, even in that, that old career, was the one on one connections that I would get to have with my coworkers, especially if I was a leader or a mentor or in some type of a coaching role with them, inspiring them to develop and to move into their full potential. And I did get to do that. And that's a lot of what made me stay for as long as I did, right? But I knew that organization and administration and accounting were these zones of excellence for me. But coaching was my zone of genius, one of my spiritual gifts. And when I fully understood that and adopted that, that is what actually gave me the, the chutzpah <laughs> to, to move into that, to fully celebrate that and to lean into that. And instead of saying like, well, I could stay here and do this a little bit of the time, but, or I could actually do this all the time. Yes, I really could get to enjoy my life that much where I could operate in my zone of genius all the time. You can too. That really is for you, whatever your zone of genius is, whatever your spiritual gifts are, that it can be for you, that you could operate out of those strengths that make you feel alive, the things that you're good at that make you feel alive and that spread love to other people and you feel love flowing through you. You can operate that in that the majority of the time. I know because I, my life is living proof of it. I help other women to do it all the time and you can do that too. And so, I'm not trying to freak you out and be like, okay, you have to, (laughs) you're going to learn these things about yourself and you're going to flip your world upside down. No, no. Start small and just know that understanding your gifts and your strengths and really leaning into that and asking yourself, okay, instead of focusing on my weaknesses, I'm going to focus on my strengths and I'm going to ask myself, how can I use these strengths to help me reach my goal? That's the first step. And so, this month, today's July 3rd, from the July 1st through the 11th, I have a completely free resource available to you. And it's called how to discover your spiritual gifts. It is a free instant download that you can get by clicking the link in the show notes. And you're actually going to be able to take four different completely free online quizzes that help you understand your strengths, your values, your gifts according to a really fun system called human design that you're going to learn all about, and also to help to understand your intuitive abilities as well. And again, this is completely free. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes. It's part of my monthly Mind Cleanse and Manifest resources that I put out. I put out a free resource every single month that you can look forward to. And again, it's only available the 1st through the 11th for free. All you have to do is click on the link, fill out a very quick form, and it will you'll get instant access to it on the spot. I'll also send it to you in your email so that you have it saved there as well. It's lifetime access. There's no pressure to go through it at any particular speed. You're never going to lose it. Um, And you'll have that there forever, not only to go through once, but to refer back to over and over and over again, because man, I have benefited so much from revisiting, okay, what are my strengths? What are my values? How am I wired? How am I naturally meant to operate? in the world with more ease and more flow, more enjoyment, more abundance. And I return to that whenever I feel like I'm going through a hard time, whenever I feel like I'm going through a period of transition, when I'm expanding into something brand new, when I want to know like, okay, how do I express myself? How do I say what's important to me? How do I say what it is that I do in the world, what my gifts are, how I represent myself? I refer back to this over and over again. You're going to love it so much. So make sure that you get access to my completely free Um, download. And again, the link is in the show notes. So I'll be back with you guys next week, but make sure that you, you know, press pause. Don't, don't move on to the next thing. Don't move on to the next episode. Click that link in your show notes and grab it today. You'll get it instantly. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I'll be back with you soon.